Good morning. It's great to come to First Covenant this morning. I get to wear my casual clothes. <laughs> Not my African daishiki like I usually wear in my service. Praise God. It's good to be with you this morning. It's a tough day. Indeed, it is. Uh, hearing from Garrett the other day about Elias passing really, really challenged my heart, as I'm sure it does all the rest of you. So we're praying for Pastor Evan, Stephanie, and the family, and uh, we will be available to do whatever must be done in this moment to provide as much comfort as we humanly can in this time. Amen? Amen. Uh, I'm not going to belabor uh, with any too much editorial, uh, but get right to what I have to share this morning. Would you just join me in a brief word? Father, give us what we do not have. Show us what we have not seen. Help us in this moment uh, with your comfort and your peace, knowing that Elia is not in a better place. She's in the best place. This, was, this is the hope of every believer, the place that Jesus has prepared. Now help us and help your servant to do no more and no less in this moment. And beyond the voice of a mere man, let the spirit of God be alive and present in this moment to speak from your word. In Jesus' precious name, amen. I want to just take you to a couple of passages of scripture and just share briefly uh, something that uh, I actually had thought about changing what I was going to say, but the Lord said, just go with it and uh, let the chips fall, <laughs> okay? Uh, the first passage is from uh, John chapter 8, where Jesus is being challenged by the Pharisees who are bringing a woman caught in adultery. You'll know the story, right? And I'm always challenged by that. How can you bring one person caught in adultery? That, that's, <laughs> that's a whole other sermon right there. The one person caught in adultery. But, but they do that, and they're, and they're challenging Jesus to, to adjudicate the matter. And, of course, he challenges their own sin. He challenges them. Those of you without sin, you go ahead and throw the first stone at her. And of course, they cannot. And as he's kneeling on the ground and he's writing, he looks up at her and says, where are your accusers? Where were those people who were so ready to punish you? And there's no one there. And so he says, neither do I condemn you. But the admonition always is, go and sin no more. He says also in verse eight, uh, 12 of chapter 8, then Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. He goes back, uh, he also says in the Sermon on the Mount, if you would just take a moment to look at Matthew chapter 5 where Jesus is speaking to the, his disciples as he's there on, sitting on the mount and he, he's, he's talking about the blessing. Blessed are you. Blessed are the pure in heart. Blessed are the peacemakers. Blessed, blessed, blessed. And then by verse 13, he says to the disciples, you are the salt of the earth. And if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? 
It is, no good, it is good for nothing, but it's thrown out and trampled underfoot. He says salt back then in Jesus' time was a preservative. And he's speaking to the believers then, and I'm speaking to the believers now, that our challenge as Christians is to be a preserving people, a people of a preserving character and quality, that which holds things together, not tear things apart. How easy is it to, to tear something down as opposed to build something up? And in this moment, I would dare say, friends, we need to be builders of one another. Hey, do I have a witness in here? Builders of one another. And, and, and it's tough in these times as a pastor. We know that sometimes people always want to have something that they can say as a word of comfort. You know what? There are times in these moments where there is nothing to say. At best, a hug. At best, a prayer. At best, just to say, Pastor, I don't know what to say. I'm just thinking about them. He also says to his disciples in this moment, you are the light of the world. There's a theme here today. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do you light a lamp and put it under a basket or on a lampstand. It gives light to all who are in the house. And he challenges them once again. As he challenged those who were looking for him to adjudicate the woman caught in adultery, he challenges his disciples now, as I challenge you today. He says, let your light shine. And he says, oh, let it shine in a hidden way. No, he says, before men, that they may see your good works or your good deeds and glorify your Father who is in heaven. And so Jesus, is, he has proclaimed himself in John 8 as the light, but now he provides this compliment to his disciples. He says, you are the light as well. Be like me and let your light shine. So that light illumines the darkness. And I would dare say, friends, there's a lot of darkness in the world today. Huh? There's a lot that needs to be exposed and revealed. And so that's our challenge, to be a light in the darkness, to be that which illumines the darkness and shines the light of Christ in this world. So we have that responsibility. We have that admonition from Christ to do that. And, and, and it strikes me as I was thinking today about the light of Christ to think about the story that I remember from some years ago. You may have heard about it from 2015. It was a, a situation and a circumstance where uh, Marty Gutzler was flying his family back from Florida to Nashville, Illinois. He had done this many times before. He was a licensed pilot. And Marty was taking his wife, Stephanie, isn't that interesting? Piper, his daughter, Sierra, his niece, and his daughter, seven-year-old sailor, back from Florida, as they often had, back to Nashville, Illinois. But there was some trouble as they flew across the skies, there, were, there was trouble in their small plane. And in a Kentucky forest, the plane went down. It went down. They had lost control. He had lost contact with the tower. And the plane went down. Unfortunately, Marty, Stephanie, Piper, and Sierra did not survive. But Sailor, the seven-year-old, did survive. And in the, in, the, in the cold 40 degrees of a Kentucky forest, Sailor Gutzer, with the plane upside down, 
has to find a way to free herself, knowing that in this moment, in the dark of night, not knowing where she is, trouble is afoot. And so somehow Sailor, seven years old, just imagine, what clothing do you think they were wearing coming from Florida back to Illinois? They were in their nice summer garb. And so Sailor in her summer garb, one sock, is now trying to find her way through the thicket of a Kentucky wilderness. Her parents, her sister, and her, her cousin, no longer with us. And so Sailor trudges along, not being able to see her hand in front of her face. And she moves from up and down through thickets and thorns and, and she's bloodied and, and all the stuff that's going on with her now as she trudges, not knowing exactly where she is, moving through the darkness. And you know what? That's how many people are moving today. Moving without Christ through the darkness. But there was a man. His name was Larry Wilkins. Larry's about 71 years old. And Larry had a cabin in the area. This is around January. This is actually New, Year, New Year's Eve. This all happened, 19, uh, 2015. And so Larry just happened to be at the cabin that weekend. And so Larry was there with his dog, his faithful dog. And so Larry had gone there to check some things out. And Larry had done something to help his property. Larry had put up a tall pole. And at the top of that pole was a light, a floodlight. And so when they asked, uh, and so Sailor, here's Sailor, seven years old, summer clothes, 40 degrees, Kentucky wilderness, one sock, trudging through the darkness. And somehow Larry's dog, as dogs often do, began to bark about four o'clock in the morning. And the dog is barking incessantly, just barking and barking. And Larry finally decides to go to the door. And who's at the door? Sailor Gutzler. Sailor has traveled nearly a mile through the Kentucky thicket and has found her way to Larry's cabin, a place where he normally wouldn't be. Praise God. But he's there today with the dog. And Sailor happens to show up on his porch. What would you think? A seven-year-old? 4 a.m. in the morning? 40 degrees? Summer clothes? One sock? Trudging through? How could she possibly have gotten here? Well, when they asked Sailor, how did you get to Mr. Wilkinson's house? She said, I saw a light. I saw a light. And when I saw that light, I just started moving toward it. I just kept moving. And I knew if I got to that light, I would find safety. I would find somebody to help me. And so I just kept moving 
and moving toward that light. And oh, friends, what a great example of the light of Christ for us. Because many of us, if you're willing to admit it, like me, walked in darkness. I don't know about you, but it was darkness. It was sin. It was all the things that displeased God. I was an offender. You know, Paul calls himself the chief of sinners only because he was standing behind me. (laughs) But I love that old song. It says, I was sinking deep in sin, far from a peaceful shore, very deeply stained within. I was sinking to rise no more. But the master of the sea, he heard my despairing cry. And from the waters, he lifted me. Aren't you glad about his love this morning? Aren't you glad about his mercy this morning? Aren't you glad about his grace this morning? How about his forgiveness, his redemption, his salvation? And how many of us were trudging along just like Sailor Gutzler? Down and up, bruised and battered, tattered and shattered. But one day, able to keep pressing on toward the light until such time as we found safety in Christ Jesus. And so my friends today, there are people like you and like me who are yet walking in darkness, amen? Plenty of darkness in our world today. But who and where will they find safety? Who will be the light of Christ in their lives? Well, that's therein is our challenge, friends. It is incumbent on us. Let our light shine before men. Don't just hide it under a bushel. We used to sing that song back in the day when we were kids. We don't sing it so much anymore, do we? This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Hide it under a bushel? No. I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Garrett, put that on the list for next week. (laughs) But we used to sing it all the time, didn't we? Why did we stop? Why do we stop singing those songs? They are such a reminder of the thing of the gospel itself. Jesus says, let your light shine before men. Oh, pastor, I don't want to offend anybody. Oh, pastor, I don't want to be politically incorrect. Pastor, I don't, I just, it's a quiet faith that I have. That's not what Jesus said. He says, before men that they might see your good deeds and give you a plaque. Go watch. How about two or three certificates? No, it always is for the glory of God, amen? And so even in the moment where we are today, friends, even where we are now, the challenge, of course, in the passing of our sister is to look eye level and Christ today is saying, listen, look heavenward. Huh? Look heavenward. 
Keep your eyes fixed on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of your faith. It's, it's, I know it's challenging. It's challenging for me. But if we would keep our gaze and our focus on Christ, we'd understand that she's not in a better place. She's in the place that God, Jesus Christ himself, has prepared for her. Isn't that what the scripture said? I go away. That where I am, you might also be. Just imagine, again, I got to keep going to the songs. Put it on there, Garrett. If you could see me now, I'm walking streets of gold. If you could see me now, I'm standing tall and I'm whole. And you would ever want me to leave this place if you could only see me now. Oh, my Lord, Jesus. Are you kidding me? You think she's worried about the mess we got to deal with? She ain't worried about that. No more pain. No more problems. No more sorrow. None of the stuff that we have to address anymore. In the arms of our Heavenly Father. In the precious arms of the one she loves. Oh, we all might be envious. But one day... My friends, he will ask for his breath back from all of us. And the only question will be, do you know the light of Christ? Is it in you? Have you surrendered to the person of Jesus and allowed his light to shine through you? You're not just the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. A city that is on a hill cannot be hidden. So let your light shine. And don't hide it under a bushel. Let it shine. One more song. It challenges me. And that, you know, that's why I love song. I love singing. And I pray that even as the team worships that you, that you get involved. Get, get into it. Get into it. Not as a performance. But let it hit you deeply. I think about the song, how deep the Father's love for us. How deep beyond all measure. See, Elia knew that light. She knew the light that is the light of Christ. And because she knew that light, all things are different for her now. Everything is different. And it should be different for us because our hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and his righteousness. It's on Christ, the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Heir of salvation, purchase of God, born of his spirit, washed in his blood. This is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior. How often? All the day long. But pastor, I got tears in my eyes, praising my Savior. Oh, but pastor, it hurts sometimes, praising my Savior. But pastor, I don't feel like it, praising my Savior. All the day long. Will you praise him now? Will you worship him now? With a heavy heart? With a broken heart? With tears in your eyes? Will you praise him now? 
Is Jesus still the light of the world? Yes, he is. And it doesn't matter the situation. It doesn't matter the circumstance. Just as he told that woman, just as he told them in John 8, he tells us today, I am the light of the world. And he who believes in me will, does not walk in darkness. And so today, my friends, my brothers and sisters, with our hearts heavy, And with a challenge yet before us, in just a couple of days, we will all be there as she's laid to rest. But oh, she won't be laid to rest. (laughs) See, the song says, some glad morning, when this life is over, I'm going to fly away to a home on God's celestial shore. I'll fly away. I'll fly away, oh glory. I'll fly away. Hallelujah. When I die, hallelujah, by and by, I'll fly away. Oh, my Lord. I'm so excited about what God, who God is, how deep the Father's love today. And I'm praying for you, just as Jesus is the light, just as he's commissioned us to be the light, that you would do it before men that the darkness of this world might be exposed, truth might be revealed, and the glory of God would be shown today. Would you do it? Would you stand with Christ? Would you be on his side against everything else? This is my prayer for you and my prayer for me today. Pray with me. Father God, I thank you. I thank you for this, not only the scriptures which are mighty to save. I thank you today for Sailor Gutzler, for Larry Wilkinson. I thank you, O Lord, that in the cold of a Kentucky thicket, this seven-year-old girl had the strength to move forward And to find a glimpse of safety in the light that Mr. Wilkinson had put on his property. And as she pressed forward, this light became closer and closer and more real to her in this moment. And she found her way to safety because of it. Oh, my friends, today, if indeed the light of Christ shines and illumines the darkness of our world, Let it shine in your light today. Let it shine in your life today. Don't hide it under a bushel, but let it shine. For indeed, there may be a sailor gutzler or someone pushing toward the light, seeking it. And you may be the only Jesus that they will ever know. So let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. In Jesus' name. And we pray for Pastor Evan and his family, we pray, Lord, for your comfort and your peace over them today. We pray, oh God, that you would, that we would, as the body of Christ, surround them with the love that we have. Let them, let them never know or feel that they are alone and walking alone in this. But we are all walking together as brothers and sisters in the family of God. We thank you 
And we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.